1: But first, I want to share a concept about giving and generosity with you that I've never shared before. And if this little tiny message had a name, it would be called, it was only lunch. And we find this lesson on giving in the Gospels, where the story of the miracle of the loaves and fishes is told. And most of us know the story pretty well. In fact, you remember only a few weeks ago, Pastor Des recounted this story in one of the most unique ways I've ever heard. But there are a number of valuable lessons that are learned from this story, and I've even recounted several of them to you in the, in the past, but never this one. Because this time, I want us to look at the young boy who brought his lunch of five loaves and two fish. And if you remember the short version of the story, is Jesus is preaching to thousands of people. And it gets late. The disciples want Jesus to stop and let the people go find something to eat. And then one of the disciples notices one young boy with his lunch. Jesus takes his lunch, blesses it, and has the disciples start passing out the food. And the food never ran out. Everyone was fed, and there were baskets of food left over. So, truly, an amazing miracle was performed by the Lord that day that began with the offering of one boy's fish and chips. And I wish he had a name. And I wish I knew where he came from. And I wish I knew who he was with that day. But we don't know anything about it except... He was willing to sacrifice his lunch. And that, which is overlooked in this story, is one of the most beautiful and powerful revelations in the story of the miracle of feeding the multitudes. Because, you see, it was only lunch. The boy certainly gets credit for being generous. But he wasn't making a life and death sacrifice. And he wasn't asked to. But what the boy was willing to do was to bring what he could bring right then to that situation. You see, I've said this many times. God has his own economy. And he is the master of it. And every time we hear of a need, it's a natural thing in God's economy to have empathy for it. And we should want to give, and God expects nothing less that we respond to every need in some way, by prayer, by deed, or by giving practically in some some manner. And it's important that we understand that most of the time, when a need is made known to the church, God is not impressing upon everyone to make a great sacrifice, because If everyone would just respond in some way, the need would be met. And the reason why this is, is because it was just lunch. But it was just a lunch that happened to be touched by Jesus. And this is contrary to our thinking That God is at some point going to require this huge sacrifice from us all the time. Recently, one of my daughters was asking for my support for one of her many charitable efforts. And I said, in all my wisdom, I said, listen, you can't pet every puppy. Meaning you can't fix everything for everybody. And you know something? The Lord convicted me right there by saying that. Because it only takes a little kindness to pet a puppy. And a small sacrifice is generally all the Lord is asking us to do when we see a need. You see, God isn't likely to ask you to give everything you have. Remember, he already gave you what you have. He already owns everything anyway. And it's his pleasure to bless you with those things. No, God doesn't want everything you have. He does want everything you are. And when we can live under the grace of gratitude and giving then, folks, we are living in God's economy. And God's economy is unlike anything we can ever do or see on our own. Everything changes. His blessing on our life trumps anything that man or his wisdom has to offer. And that's why when the need is presented, it's time to give what we can. Because in God's economy, listen, In God's economy, that which is given in Jesus' name is for a boy's lunch.
0: On the Bright Side, we'll return after this message from Nebo Tools. Visit nebotools.com.
2: What looks like a high-tech hockey puck splits in half and can light a distance of up to 78 feet. It's Nebo Tools' innovative task light and emergency beacon. Both lights attach magnetically to each other as one unit, but are separately powered and can also operate independently. The task light provides up to 48 hours of hands-free lighting in three different ways, with the adjustable stand, hanging hole, or magnetic base. The emergency beacon has a magnetic back and can operate in five different modes, including flash, rotating flash, and SOS signal. Twin Pucks is the Nebo Tools version of the Dynamic Duo. You can find Nebo Tools intensely bright flashlights in hardware stores everywhere, batteries, Plus bulbs and online at nebotools.com check out all the bright ideas at nebotools.com including the twin pucks use the promo code christian radio
3: christian radio
2: and receive a 10 percent discount on your order at work home or play for the ultimate in flashlights let nebo light your way
4: The word twist used to make me think of twist-off caps. Those are for sissies. Or plot twists, which drive me nuts. Or even that horrid game Twister. Could there be anything more wrong? The Twist Z light by Nebo Tools changed all that. Twist Z is a work light, lantern, and flashlight. One you can depend on. With Nebo's patented chips-on-board technology, the Twist Z provides up to 26 hours of convenient hands-free lighting and a 4 times adjustable zoom. This compact light, under 7 inches long and less than 2 inches in diameter weighs just over a half a pound you can find nebo tools intensely bright flashlights in hardware stores everywhere at batteries plus bulbs and online at nebotools.com check out all the bright ideas at nebotools.com including the remarkable twist z use the promo code christian radio and receive a 10 percent discount on your order when you need a work light lantern or flashlight check out the twist z at work home or play for the ultimate flashlights let nebo light your way
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Visit onthebrightside.org to email Bobby and let him know you're listening.
1: A woman comes home one day and says to her husband, Dear, the car won't start, but I know what the problem is. There's water in the carburetor. The husband says, Look, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you wouldn't know the difference between a carburetor and a cup holder. Well, she said, I know there's water in the carburetor. Finally, the husband says, Okay, I'll take a look at it. Where's the car? There was a pause. (laughs) In the lake. (laughs) Let me ask you a question this morning. What inspires you? You know, there seems to be an inherent need for most of us to be inspired regularly. To be encouraged by someone who has overcome great difficulty and persevered to an ultimate victory. We're inspired when we watch reality TV shows like Extreme Home Makeover. Where someone in need gets a new house. Or American Idol, where an unknown and undiscovered talent rises to fame and fortune. I know for years I was always fond of reading uh, inspirational stories, rags to riches stories. I like to read biographies of people like Sam Walton and Bill Gates of their modest beginnings and their rise to success. And I've even had the privilege of hearing some of these inspirational stories firsthand. I've heard Bernie Marcus tell the story of how Home Depot began. I've heard Fred Smith Tell the Federal Express story. I've even heard Sugar Ray Leonard tell how he became a boxing champion. And all of these who shared their story of struggle and success, I'd have to say, were very inspirational. After all, they were just regular people who by their success demonstrate to the rest of us that it can be done. But here's the deal. I don't think there's anything wrong with all those people and their inspiring stories. But I think there is something wrong when we think that we need inspiration from successful people in reality shows, and I'll tell you why. Because there's someone much more inspiring than them. Did you know that the actual definition of inspiration is a divine influence On a person believed to qualify him or her to receive and communicate sacred revelation. So now we find that all these people that we we see as inspiring really don't come close to being truly inspirational. By Webster's definition, there's only one true inspirer. And that's Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. The author and the finisher of our faith. And we find the word of God filled with inspiration as we wander through it. And there's one stretch of stories in the book of Mark where the Lord is on a kind of miracle tour. And this is where I find one of the stories that inspires me most. He starts out by calming a sea with a simple command. Then he cast out demons in a man. And then on his way to heal a dying girl, a woman with a terrible disease sees him coming. She's in a terrible state. She's thin. She's weak. She's dirty. She's no match for the crowd that's pressing in all around the Lord. She has nothing. No money. No home. No help. Her dreams are long gone. She's unwelcome in the synagogue. She's unwanted in her village. Yet on this day, she clings desperately for
5: one idea. If I could just touch his close, I could be healed.
1: So she crawls. And she pushes. And when she's pushed away, she... She tries again and again until finally she touches the robe of Jesus. And at once she felt life rush into her body and she knew she was healed. And Jesus couldn't see her at first, but he felt it too. So he said, who touched me? And the woman came and fell at his feet trembling. And then Jesus called her, his daughter. And he said, your faith has healed you. You see, Jesus was and still (coughs) is all about touching people. Changing people. Loving people. And inspiring people. Inspiring us to live in his grace. A life filled with hope and purpose. You know, you don't have to look anywhere else this morning to find the inspiration you need to change your life for the better forever. Jesus is the only one who not only inspires but can supernaturally touch your heart. And hear your thoughts and your prayers. It was an illness that took the strength from the woman who was trying to touch Jesus. But what's taken your strength today? Is it family problems? Is it financial? Or is it health problems? Is it addictions? Whatever it could be. Jesus wants to touch you today
0: nebo tools keeps you on the bright side with nebo flashlights respected by emergency professionals everywhere
3: What's small enough to fit in your hand made of anodized aircraft-grade aluminum and is completely rechargeable? If you answered Redline RC Flashlight by Nebo Tools, you are 100% correct. The newest rechargeable Redline from Nebo has a MagDock, a magnetic charging station that docks and charges your Redline RC. This high-powered 320 lumen LED flashlight is water and impact resistant, has a steel belt and pocket clip, an ergonomic non-slip grip, magnetic base, protective LED housing, and charging indicator light. It's dependable and and it looks cool too! The Redline RC. It's what all other flashlights wish they could be. You can find Nebo Tools' intensely bright flashlights at batteries plus bulbs, hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. Check out all the bright ideas at NeboTools.com, including the Redline RC. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way!
0: nebo tools welcomes you back to on the bright side and invites you to try flashlights respected by emergency professionals everywhere
1: a man died and went to heaven he was met at the heavenly gates by saint peter himself who led him down the golden streets they passed mansion after beautiful mansion until they came to the end of the street where they stopped in front of a run-down shack the man asked saint peter why he gets a shack when there's so many mansions he could live in And St. Peter replied, listen, I did the best I could with the money you sent us. (laughs) But we're hoping it doesn't work that way. You know, most of us have good intentions when it comes to our money. First of all, we intend on making some. And we try to make at least as much as we need. And most of us are hoping that we can make a little more than we need. And we call that getting ahead. And this desire to get ahead is where we sometimes get a little sidetracked and do something that I call counting God's money. And it's not a good thing. And it's not right. But before I try to explain... More about it, let me assure you that I've been guilty of it as much as anyone. You see, when Brother Glenn and I were just starting out in business and we only had a few products to sell, we went to a trade show and was introduced to the most powerful sales rep in our industry. He was a dynamic personality and and the stories of his successful ventures with major retailers were legendary. We never thought in a million years that we would be able to get him to represent our little company, but we pursued him anyway. And to our surprise, he agreed to work with us. But I'll never forget what he said before we shook hands on the deal. He said this. He said, I'll agree to sell your product on one condition. We said, okay, what's that? He said, kid, don't ever count my money and I won't ever count yours. Well, I said, okay. I had no idea what he was talking about. Why would I want to count his money? But years later, when our business grew and we were paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars in commissions and some of his accounts were on autopilot and it seemed like we were doing all the work, then I understood what he meant. He knew that after the heavy lifting was done in acquiring the business, that his pay would start to seem excessive for the work he was presently doing. In other words, we would start to counting his money. And while we would be taking for granted the money that we were making on his accounts, You see, sometimes we do the same thing with God's money. Because the first thing we have to believe as Christians is that everything belongs to God. Including our money. Including what we're in control of. And when we start obsessing about getting ahead, sometimes we rationalize the distribution of His money that is not in keeping with the commitment we make when we accept Him into our life. So what do we do? We skip paying tithes on a paycheck because of an unexpected expense or we need to raise some money for a new car or to make a down payment or we just really want to make this investment and we tell ourselves that it's a good thing that when this thing pays off I'll, just, I'll be a better giver, I'll catch up but the truth is we're just counting God's money and it seems like when it comes to money we're, we're like that old Steve Martin movie I don't know if you remember it it was called All of Me Does anybody remember this old movie? If you remember Steve Martin, he was just this regular guy. And Lily Tomlin was this dying rich woman who somehow found a way to get her spirit inside of Steve Martin's body. And the fun began as both of their minds struggled for control of his body. And see, money is one of those things that causes us to fight ourselves for control of what we know to be right. And it's very important to the Lord that we win that fight. The Reverend Billy Graham, he once said this. He said, the checkbook is a theological document. It will tell you who you are and what you worship. You know, money is the most popular idol in the world. It tempts us. It tricks us. It's easily the most effective tool the enemy uses to deceive and distract us from our purpose. But God intends for us to master it and to not have it master us. And it all starts with acknowledging that it's all his. And by being grateful for his every blessing. And by being obedient with his money. And that means we'd never count God's money. The word instructs us to tithe. And the Lord wants us to have a heart forgiving. It's not a grim duty. It's not a religious exercise. It's an amazing opportunity to, to have God to honor him. And to invite him to participate in every facet of our life. The word says this. You shall surely give to him. And your heart should not be grieved when you give to him because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and in all to which you put your hand. For this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works. Something to remember.
0: You've been listening to On the Bright Side, brought to you by Nebo Tools.
5: you depend on your mobile phone. It's your business manager, your social secretary, your lifeline, and sometimes it's your flashlight. Nebo Tools CaseBright for Samsung Galaxy S7 does more than just protect your phone from drops and shatters. The CaseBright features a high-power flashlight that is up to 4 times brighter than a standard smartphone light. The CaseBright is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium-ion battery, so it does not draw from your phone's battery, thereby extending the duration of your phone's power charge. The CaseBright operates for 24 hours on low power and also has a high power mode and an exclusive strobe setting find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights including the case bright for Samsung Galaxy S7 at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com that's N-E-B-O-Tools.com use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home or play for the ultimate in flashlights let Nebo light your way